That is legit. You know what? We're going to start with that, man. What's up? Welcome back to the On God's Time podcast. I am super uh, delighted. I'll say that word. Yeah, we got to use a new word. Usually I say I'm super excited. I'm delighted uh, to have my brother, Spencer Cowgill, on the podcast. Spencer um, grew up going to a Christian school in Texas. Am I wrong? No, that's right, man. Texas. Right. And uh, he is currently um, an area rep for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He is my dog. <laughs> I met him at FCA camp. Um, it's kind of funny. Eli Livingston, one of my best friends, was like, dude, you got to meet uh, my, he's like, you got to meet my girlfriend's sister's fiance. Like, he's going to be at FCA camp. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, like, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. He's pretty cool, dude. And then, dude, we ended up in the same cabin and we just, connected so much and it's just been a really cool friendship so spencer talk to me tell me who you are man bro yeah that's right i am uh from texarkana on the texas side and 23 area rep like caleb said and i'm a rep in south central arkansas so that's in like the hot springs area we work with arkadelphia malvern all those small cities and schools and that um but yeah dude i am uh, fresh off of fca camp and that's where i met caleb like he said and we just clicked. I mean, praise God for a new a new friendship, man. We we have like interest, man. We love to play golf, um, and we love to we love to dive in the word and just spread encouragement to everybody and anybody. So yeah, bro. We love a good game of golf, dude. We <laughs> we probably played golf together what three three or four times since camp already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of crazy, like. Um, so we met at FCA camp, and man, I think God knew I needed. Spencer's friendship because it's weird like you know you're two years older than me um like when we're together I feel like it's less like discipleship and more like fellowship like just more like dude we just need encouragement sometimes man like I didn't realize how much I needed somebody to just you know look at me sometimes and just be like hey bro can I pray with you hey man can I uh you know what's going on in your life and we've been able to be that for each other so it's been pretty cool yeah, and speak speaking on that too, man. Like, it's a blessing to have a friend that is like you know walking the same walk with you because yeah, like God calls you to reach the lost, but man, when you're doing this fight with another believer and uh, a young believer too, I mean, we're in the same age group and man, we do the same kind of stuff. You, you're in college right now. I just got out of college. We know what this walk is supposed to look like. So, man, it is a blessing to have a friend like you for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's like. That's, that's probably the best piece of advice I could give anyone um, at this age. Like, you know, I just turned 22 and you, uh, did you just turn 23? Yep. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, dude, like when you're in this age of life, like build your community now, like find your people, build your community, find your accountability partners, find your people who are going to set you up to have a good godly life and who are going to help you um, in your walk and who are going to, you know, maybe pick you up whenever you feel like you can't walk. <laughs> I mean, man. so man, yeah, that's, yeah, that's huge. But Spencer, I got to ask you, man, I got to ask you the question of all questions, the the question of the podcast, why it's called the On God's Time podcast. When did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time and why? Yeah, man, I love this question because I've watched this podcast before many episodes and I've, I've seen people's answers and I love seeing like 
the switch from living on your time to God's time. So my story, you know, this is kind of a, a notion to a testimony, right? This mm-hmm. question kind of really like, give me your, give me your testimony. Like when did God change your life? So yeah. at eight years old, I was old enough to know that I needed salvation, that God gave me, that God gave me salvation on Jesus. And I was ready to accept that. But at that point, like, I didn't know exactly what Christianity, Christianity was supposed to look like. You know, I knew mm-hmm. that I was a sinner. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for me, but beyond that, I was really kind of in the dark on what I was supposed to be doing at that point because I was young. I mean, I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't really know exactly how I was supposed to walk the walk and talk the talk and live out that faith, right? And so growing up in church, growing up in a Christian school, I was blessed to be able to have the Bible constantly shared with me, constantly uh, poured into me, and people were mentoring me and showing me what it looked like to be a Christian. And, you know, as you grow up into your early teenage years and uh, your later teenage years, you start to figure out a little bit more about this world and, mm-hmm. and the darkness that it presents to young people like you and I. And, um, and I started to really struggle with walking in the light because my flesh wanted to be in the darkness. Right. And yeah. so I was living on my time really up until 2019, whenever I went to Pine Cove Christian camps, I was a counselor there just like pretty much like FDA camp where huddle leaders counselors are the same thing and um it was in, at that camp that I realized man that this life is one that I can do on my own and I've got to have God leading me and directing me because at the end of the day I was at that camp for six weeks man and I realized that everything that I was doing was because of him the gifts that I have are from God the talent I have is from God the blessings that I have are from God so what I'm doing for other people in my Christian walk, encouraging them, loving on them, is is really that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to love God and love others, right? And so at that camp, it, it, it really hit me like, dude, you are not here to serve yourself. You're here to serve God. So that's when I chose to start living fully on God's time. God, whatever you want, your will be done, not mine. And then from then on, bro, it's been a roller coaster of events, but I'm with the best captain ever. I mean, God is driving my ship and, and I couldn't. We're blessed to have him taking the wheel instead of me. Dude, I love that so much. You got the best captain in the world. You do have the best captain in the world. Um, right. And, you know, something you said that, uh, you know, at the Colorado FCA camp, they they talked about, uh, you know, there was, there was a woman who was leading it. I think her name was Katie. Gosh, she's listening. I hope that, you know, hope <laughs> I got that right. <laughs> but uh, she said that, you know, like you said, like, you know, she really believed when she was like eight or nine or 10 or whatever, however how old she was, that she she really does believe that she accepted the Lord. She received salvation. And that's the same for me. When I was nine years old, I went to an FCA camp. Todd Baumgartner was my huddle leader. I really believe at that FCA camp, I gave my life to Jesus. But she said something that I love and that stuck out to me so much. She said, I don't believe that I submitted to God's Lordship until I was... 18 or 19 or however old she was for me, bro. I don't, I really don't believe I submitted to his lordship until I was 19 years old. Like, like real, like really. And uh, like you said, you had an experience where you went to, uh, is it Pine Cove? Is that what you said? Yeah. So for me, I went to 747 in Jonesboro, um, you know, Central Baptist Church there. And I didn't realize until I got there, like, man, I've not given the Lord my everything. I'm not like, I literally, man, I probably open my Bible once a month. Like, 
I was never in my word. My prayers were just like, hey, God, can you give me what I want? <laughs> like, like it was never, uh, and, and it was like, yeah, like I want to glorify God, but like it, I, I didn't understand the seriousness the seriousness of it, the seriousness of the gospel and telling people about Jesus. And so, yeah, dude, when I was, yeah, when I was 19, that's when I believe I submitted to his lordship. And, uh, yeah, I think that, I think I can relate to you on that, brother, man. Yeah, bro. Um, but, um, I kind of want to dive into, you know, you and I, I think we're pretty big on like habits and lifestyle and things like that. So I want to ask you, um, you know, I guess since you've really submitted to his lordship, uh, if you have a better term or a, a cooler term, um, you can put it out there. But uh, since you've done that, what are some habits that you've built and some things that you've, uh, some consistencies that you've gotten, I'd say, that uh, that have helped you continue to grow in your walk with Jesus? Dude, great question. Bro. That's a awesome question. I, I'm going to give you three because these are, three primary habits that I've established and mm-hmm. that grow in my walk with Jesus at a significant level. But one is the basic one, but it's really the most important. And that's praying and reading my Bible every day. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, everybody does everything different. So I read mine in the morning. I like to start my day in the word because if I end my day in the word, I've spent that whole day without really diving in. Seeing what God and so that's not wrong but it's just not my preference. I like to start my day mm-hmm. off, get it the first thing out of the way and, and get going with scripture and with prayer. Um, man, the second thing is being intentional with encouraging others because dude, as Christians, like that's what we're called to do. And if you're intentional about going into town, man, if you're to the gym to throw some shots up, if you're going to lift or you're going to Walmart to get your groceries, whatever, man, just be intentional on seeing how can I help this person? What is this person struggling with? Man, they look sad. Can I go talk to them and just and just shed some light into their life? So that's another habit I've obtained. I've the third one would be reminding myself of my purpose, right? Because you and I both have a purpose. Yours is different from mine, but it's also similar in a way because we're both Christians. So we have a purpose to serve God. And that looks different through many aspects, really. Serving God is is an abundance of different avenues, but my my main thing with focusing on my purpose and what I would tell young people is, dude, get in scripture, realize exactly what the Christian is called to do, and start to do those things, and then you're going to start to find your purpose. That is your purpose to walk the walk, talk the talk, and look like Jesus, right? And so those are my three basic habits that I've established and I continue to do every day, and they've helped me grow closer to God. Dude, I love that so much. That is awesome. And I've actually really picked up on that from you on the second one about encouraging people. I've actually like, I don't know if I've really gotten to tell you this, but like, I, I know I've noticed that uh, in your everyday life, like being around you, you know, playing golf and, uh, you know, like at FCA camp, like I've noticed that about you. Um, man, it, it'd be just random, but like you will literally like go up to people and you'll just be like, like you could like, you can almost like recognize whenever they're not having a good day and you'll go up to them and be like, Hey man, like, what's up, man? How are you? Are you, are you all right? Uh, what's been going on in your life, man? Everything okay at home. And I actually started like picking up on your positivity and seeing that. And, uh, that's, that's something I've made an effort to implement into my life. Like I was actually playing golf with a buddy recently and dude, he was just like, he was just having a terrible day. Like he was just, 
Um, he was going through some stuff uh, personally, and he wasn't hitting the ball well. <laughs> and that, you know, that's you know always going to be frustrating if you're playing golf because you know it's one of those sports that usually I'd say most people need to play calm to play good. And okay. uh, and so, but he would do. He was having a bad day. He wasn't uh, wasn't doing well. And I just remember intentionally thinking in my mind, like I remember when I was playing golf with you, I just remember you, you never one time said, Hey dude, you, you're just not a very good golfer. You suck. <laughs> like you never did anything like that. Like you're just like, Hey man, like maybe, you know, try uh, turning your foot a little more. Uh, you know, do you see where you were pointing? Dude, that was a great hit. Like that was so much better than the last one. Like you're just encouraging. And I remember I started doing that. I was just like, Hey dude, you're all right. Look at that, man. You're in the fairway. There you go. And I probably did about four or five of them. And he just looked at me and he was like, dude, why are you like, why are you so positive? Like in a good way. Yeah. And I was just like, and I honestly said, I was like, dude, I've been, I, I legitimately, I was like, man, I've, uh, I've been around my friend Spencer lately. I've kind of picked up on it from him. And uh, honestly, I'm happier because of it. <laughs> so man, that the world to me, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. So what, and how would you say like, what, what's a way like, like, why do you view things like that? Like, why are you like, man, I got to encourage people besides obviously, yeah, it's our purpose, but like what brings you fulfillment about doing that? Well, dude, I think that, you know, encouraging people brings me fulfillment really. First of all, because I know I'm supposed to do that as, because I, I want to make God proud. I want to, I want to well done my good and faithful mm-hmm. sir. And so, but the dude, the, the Bible that the second part is it brings so much joy whenever you can take somebody's world gloomy and sad and, and make it a happy place. Dude, if somebody's having a bad day on the course, like you said, and you're constantly being positive and being encouraging to them and, and you see them go from frowning to, to smiling, it's like, man, that it's a fulfilling, it's, it's so fulfilling. And what happens, you start to get, start to get joyful and they can feed off of your joy. And then like, man, it's kind of a, a cycle, you know, you give them joy. And they give somebody else joy and then it just it starts to have a full effect and so that's what i love about it the the repercussions of what you do and you can play discipleship man with top on us like bro you you pick out your five pick out your five mm-hmm. five and let them take their five and let them take their five and it's just a ripple effect dude i love that so much and uh i especially like in basketball terms i've definitely thought about that lately like you know you have one person, even, you know, there's, there was even times I'd say when I was younger where, uh, you know, I, I did start making the transition, trying to be more positive on the court and like not, you know, being so trash talking and stuff like that. And I actually, uh, I had some people like laugh at me, like not in a bad way, but just like, yo, like, what is he doing? Cause it's not, it's not common to be like that, you know? Uh, and man, I've had, I've had so many moments where I've been able to, um, I've had so many moments where in the basketball community, I've, you know, like you said, like just being able to encourage people to be there for them. Like I've, I've had opportunities even to share the gospel and uh, I've meant to share this story. And I want to share it real quick just because I think it's kind of relevant. Um, I want to share this on the podcast. Uh, you know, I was, I was working Austin's camp, uh, Austin and Spencer's basketball camp. Um, you know, Austin plays for the Lakers. He's, you know, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we were, I was working this camp and dude, I remember thinking to myself, like whenever I was doing something like, you know, Spencer told me, um, 
you know, he's like, I want you to be the energy guy. Like, you know, get the kids hyped up, you know, get them clapping, get them doing this and doing that. And I, I realized two things. I was like, number one, it is so insane how it just takes one person and one choice to make a ripple effect. It's crazy. You're in a church service. The first part, like, you know, you know, like you're listening to a worship song and people say, yeah, you can stand up if you want or you can sit down. It takes one person standing up and then everyone else stands up. Uh, you know, pastor says something good. It takes one person clapping, then everyone else claps. Um, and at camp, I noticed that dude, like I would start going, ah, or whatever. And all the kids would go, ah, like, and they would, you know, do it back. Um, and it's just so crazy how to do like as, as men of God, um, you know, obviously it's not us. It's the Lord working through us, but it's like, dude, we make one good decision. We make one, um, we create one new good habit. We decide to encourage one person, and it's like a ripple effect, dude. It just yeah, bro. It goes everywhere. That's right. Yeah, that's spot on, man. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, and I do want to tell a second story. Uh, there was a so there was a little boy um, at the camp, and I, I think I don't remember. Have I told you about me writing the Bible verse on the shirts or not? Mm-mm. Okay, so this is new for you too. So I was at. You know, I was at the, the Reeves Brothers basketball camp, and, uh, man, there were just a, a million kids. Like, there was, like, 200 kids per camp, and we did three camps. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, dude, there's no way that I can work a camp like this and not talk about Jesus in some way. It's like, I don't know how, but I, I've got to do it somehow. And so, um, you know, they started going up to all the, like, the coaches, and they wanted their autograph, which I don't know why they wanted my autograph, but they wanted my autograph. And so they came up to me and they were like, Coach Caleb, Coach Caleb, can you sign my shirt? Can you sign my shirt? And this little boy, he's probably seven or eight years old, um, came up to me and he was like, hey, hey, Coach Caleb, can you sign my, my shirt? And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, hey. And then I was like, hey, is it okay if I write a Bible verse on it? And he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, why not? And so I wrote it. And then another kid later, I was like, hey, is it okay if I write a Bible verse? And then after a while, all of them said yes. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to write it. I'm not going to ask and so I started like signing my name and this little kid came up to me um, and he like the same one and he was like, hey, uh, what is this that you wrote on my shirt? It's like, uh, it's a Bible verse, it says Romans 10, 9. And then he said, oh, well, what does it say? I was like, well, it says Romans 10, 9 and it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And he said, okay, well, what does that mean? And I was like, oh yeah, I get to talk about Jesus. <laughs> And then uh, I said, well, it means that if you accept Jesus into your heart, then you, uh, you, get, you get to go to heaven one day. And he was, dude, it was so funny. He just looked at me and he went, but I've already done that. And I was like, I was like well, I, I guess I'll see you in heaven one day, buddy. And he was like, cool. And then ran away. And it was so funny, but it was also like, it was such a cool moment. Like, you know, I had other kids come up to me and ask me, hey, what did you write? And I, just, I got the talk to them about it and I had some parents coming up to me um and just saying like hey uh you know who are you like what do you what do you do like you know and this and that and then it's like they pulled up my Facebook page <laughs> and they were just like oh like this is so cool like you know may- like maybe now my kids can listen to podcasts and things like that and it was just like dude it was just such a cool experience like being able to encourage those kids because the reality is that some of those kids like um, while they may go to church and stuff, you know, you, you never know if it's a situation where 
like they may go to church like you know just on Easter or something like that you know what I mean like they don't actually like like they they may get poured into a little bit but not by you know someone who they're around what they love all the time yeah and bro yeah dude it was it was a cool experience being able to do man that. that's awesome bro hearing about that yeah just being able to use basketball um to talk about Jesus is like my favorite and that's dude that's what we talked about earlier in the podcast right like man what is what is Caleb's purpose what are your gifts well dude you're a baller so you're using basketball to bring glory to God and that's exactly what he wants you to do man I don't consider myself a baller but, I, I play, you know. but we'll call up Austin Reeves and, and he'll give you some accolades real quick <laughs> oh my gosh uh, I love that but um, let's kind of switch it up a little, man. Let's talk, uh, let's talk, let's talk the dating world just for a second. Uh, you know, because you have got, um, I'd say you've got a really cool story and, uh, I'd say you're gifted in like how you treat, um, women. And what I mean by that is like, you're very intentional with how you treat Abby, your fiance, and you're very... Um, you're just very good with um, treating her the right way and, and treating her like, you know, the way God wanted to. And so I, I want you to tell me the story of um, how you met and this wild. I've heard it a couple, I've heard it many times now, uh, but dude, I want you to talk about it and uh, you pursuing her and the wildness of it too and how it all came back together and worked out uh, for you. For sure, for sure. Well, you and I both know this story could be uh, the length of a novel, right? And so I'll try yeah. to I'll try to keep it kind of summarized. But man, we both know that one of God's best creations, women, right? We love we love our godly women, and um, each of us as a as a man, what we've talked about, dude, we know that that it's a, a quest, it's a journey to pursue a woman and to find the right woman. And so, man, what I was doing uh, this was back in. This is back in 2020, I believe, but, you know, I went to UCA, University of Central Arkansas, right? And I was in a fraternity called Bucks, which stood for Beta Upsilon Chi. So it was B-Y-X in Greek letters. And uh, one of the members uh, was Garrett Inman, which is Abby's brother. And as I, you know, began to build a friendship with him, I found out about Abby and her twin, Ashton, right? And so at the time, Abby had a had a boyfriend dating somebody. I didn't know, so uh, I went ahead and and slid in the DMs, you know. And <laughs> I hit her with the with the classic, "Hey." I kept it really short and sweet. And for about nine months, she did, didn't ever respond. She wasn't even following me at the time, and so I just kind of forgot that I even did that. And uh, come come to find out, like she started following me. She had broken up with this guy, and she finally saw my DM right and. Uh, at this time, she had like broken her leg from from soccer. She was in a game and her her leg, and so she was out for the whole season. And I I messaged her again on on Instagram. And I said, "Hey, like, what happened?" Trying to figure out what was going on with the injury, just trying to build conversation. And um, you know, we talked for a little bit. I got her phone number. I went to one of her games. She wasn't even playing. She was on crutches and in a boot. And I just wanted to introduce myself. Uh, I knew what her family structure was like. I knew that Garrett was a godly guy, and I figured that she might be a godly woman as well. You know, it takes conversation. It takes time together to figure that out. 
And so that's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to be able to hang out a little bit. Um, I already thought that she was beautiful. She had that box checked off way before I met her. And so, um, you know, after that, we went on one date. Uh, I don't even know if you can call it a date. We hung out. I went to her house and uh, we got some ice cream after that. And then uh, I took her to a, to get some dinner one more time in Arkadelphia. And after that, man, it, it was straight ghost mode for about a week. I didn't hear from her. And I was like, what is going on? You know, I thought I was doing this right. And, and I thought that we were kind of clicking. Well, I call her and I finally ask her, I say, hey, you know, I haven't heard from you. Like, what's going on? Is something something up? You know, did I do something wrong? And she said, hey, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. I just I'm not ready for a relationship yet. I don't really know where this is going. I just need to ta- have some time for myself. Right. We've all. Heard. Yeah. Ooh. And <laughs> man, I remember like in that moment after that phone call, just praying and telling God, like, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. And there's that song by Florida Georgia Line, you know, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. And and that was in my head. And even though that's not a spiritual song, that still has some spiritual truth behind it. Right. And so yeah. there was, you know, this, there was four months, man, where there was nothing but uh, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Any excuse for me to text her, I'm doing it. And so holidays rolling around. Mm-hmm. I'd, I would text her. I'd get kind of a short response. And this is nothing against her. I mean, I'm about to marry this woman. So there's no bad talk coming from my end. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, man, if finally what happened was to kind of sum it up, you know, it was four months of, of us not talking at all. I was really wanting to pursue this woman. There was other women that were coming into my life and, and opportunities were uh, becoming uh, an uh, objective to where I could say, okay, maybe I could date this woman or whatever. But the thing was that she would be head and shoulders above all these other girls. It's like, man, I don't want anybody else but Abby. I just wanted to keep on pursuing her until the door closed, right? Until she said, hey, I need you to stop talking to me. Or if God said, hey, this is not the one. But I never got that. So I kept on pursuing, not in an annoying way, but just in a kind of in a subtle way, just a text here, a text there. And day before Valentine's Day of that next year, I dropped some flowers off at her dorm. And for some odd reason, that was the thing that kind of took us to where we are now. She finally was like, maybe this is a guy worthy of a chance. And so she gave me a chance. What was cool, though, is the night before I dropped off those flowers, we hadn't talked for four months, like I said. And she texted me out of the blue and asked me for a picture that we took together four months ago on that one date we went to in Arkadelphia. And so it was kind of cool to see how God was tying this all together. He kind of put my name in her heart. She asked for the picture and then I was already planning on taking flowers, but I was just kind of hesitant. Didn't know if it would be too much or if I needed to do it anyways, should I give up on pursuing her? But man, what I would encourage you and anybody else with is if the door is still open, pursue and pursue and just seek God on who he wants for you. Because obviously somebody who he had for me and, and we're about to get married here in five months. Yeah, man. Praise the Lord for that. And so it took persistence and I didn't want to give up because I knew there was something special about her. And man, you'll find a woman whenever you know that she loves God more than she loves you. And if if she doesn't, she's not the one. She's got to love someone more than you. And that's God for sure. But man, that's the story of me and Abby and uh, been loving each other ever since, brother. Dude, that is awesome. That is, you could write a dang book. I could. That. Awesome. There's a more that like, that is yeah. awesome. For sure. I said there's a lot more that I left out, but uh, that's just the gist of that story. Yes, no, for sure. I 
I just like it's so funny because like uh, there's been a couple times where I've kind of told that story uh, like like your story like I've just you know told it to different friends and stuff and dude they've just been like that man was persistent <laughs> like that man he did not give up and, and dude I just I don't know man I think about that a lot about how like obviously our love is not nearly the same as God's love it's, it's not even close but dude like you know the Lord is just constantly like pursuing us and he's constantly like dude I just want your time I want your attention I want I want, I'm a jealous God, you know, I want, I want your, I want your life, honestly, and I just think it's cool, like, I think, I've never heard a story like y'all's, like, that's why I, I love hearing it so much, like, I've never, I've never heard, um, I mean, I've, I've heard some, but it was just like, yours is just different, dude, because I'm, I'm kind of, sim- like, similar to you in the sense of, like, if something's on my heart, dude, until I, until I see a no, like, oh, I'm going for it, and, uh, and I'm not stopping, so I love that dude. Um, what are some things that you would say that um, you've been intentional about with her? Um, I'd say in order to honor her, not just like, you know, from a, uh, I mean, not even just talking about like purity or anything, but like praying for her or, you know, do you guys read the word together? Or are you waiting on that? Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, man, we, in the first few months of dating, we weren't, we weren't praying together and, and really getting a lot of time in the word together, like side by side, physically in person, just because, you know, we're still trying to grow in our relationship. And of course, the more time you spend with somebody, the more you're going to get to know them. Right. And so I didn't really know her that well the first few months of us dating, you know, I'm still trying to get to know her. And just for me growing up, I've been told and recommended that uh, spending time together in prayer is very, and I know that. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask because, like, some people have different opinions on that. I don't really necessarily have one because I don't know. It's been a while since I've dated, so I don't really know. Yeah. But, yeah. And so that that's what I was you know, getting to is just spending that time in prayer is something that you need to make sure that you are not, you don't want your physical distraction or you don't want your physical um, connections to be a distraction, right? You want to be able to connect with God spiritually and leave physical distractions at the door. And so if you're pretty fresh in a relationship, it might be challenging. So, but yeah, man, we, but now, um, I love praying with her, getting her day started with prayer praise for me as well, which is a huge blessing. And, uh, reading the scripture together is something we do every now and then. I, I personally like to have quiet time in a quiet place. I want it to be a time. Mm-hmm. God. Um, but yeah, man, we, we love together. That's awesome, dude. And I, I'm the same way. Like I like, I like to have my quiet time by myself. My favorite thing in the world to do is drink some coffee and read my Bible. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Spot on. Like, yeah. So, uh, but dude, um, I love talking about girls, obviously. <laughs> I love, uh, I love, and especially like how to honor them because they do, they deserve, they deserve our best and they deserve, uh, you know, for us to, pursue them intentionally, but now I want to ask you, um, you know, we talked a little bit about, like, you going the FCA route, like, obviously you and me are both pretty, pretty tight with FCA, um, well, I mean, you're going to work for them now, but my mom already works for them, um, I'm about to begin leading FCA at my college, um, so, you know, I'm excited about that, but dude, tell me, like, what it is that, uh, that got you into FCA, like, what, 
you know, what made you realize you wanted to uh, do this um, occup occupationally, I guess you right. could say, um, and like, you know, make a career out of this, like what, how did God make it obvious to you that you were going to do right. that? Dude, that's a great question. You know, lots of people have asked me before, like, what made you choose FCA? Yay. And it really wasn't, why did you choose FCA? Like, God chose me. He put this in my path and he opened the door for me. Coming out of college last December, I was looking for a totally different job. Like, I love sports. I love exercise. I love understanding the body. And so I wanted to do something along the physical therapy route, maybe open up my own gym, training facility. Um, and FCA was not a thought at all, really. And I was looking for so many jobs. And what happened was a few months after college, I had a few interviews lined up, and I thought I was going to get a job and, and get my career going and get myself grounded uh, with some kind of job. And these these interviews were great, but nothing was happening. Like they, were, they would say, oh, well, we, we like you, but whoever you were going to take the spot of is not leaving or whatever. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, we don't have open right now, but maybe – here in a few months or whatever. And so nothing was really coming to fruition, right? And so I started to get worrisome and figure out, or I was trying to figure out like where God wanted me, and I just didn't feel any direction. And there was one night, you know, skip a few weeks, there was a night where I was looking for jobs and FCA presented itself, came to the forefront of my head, man, maybe this might be somewhere that I could work. And sure enough, man, it, it turned out to where there was an opening in Hot Springs, and, you know, I was told before I ever joined that you've got to really know if you're called to full-time ministry because it's yeah. not a job for somebody to hop into. You know your mom's in it. She's doing it, too. Sure. And, man, the, the morning of my first interview with my boss, Micah May, we both know him, mm -hmm. um, I just I was praying. I was like, God, I need to know that this is where you want me because this is a big step of faith. This is a full-time ministry position. I'm, I'm like an FCA missionary, uh, and there's different kind of – uh, regimes and quotas that go with being uh, an employee for FCA is different uh, things that we have to go through trainings and we've got to do different things. And so anyways, I was in my devotional that morning and just really praying for an understanding of God's will. Right. And I opened the page and the title literally said understanding God's will. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how you may not know like where you need to be this day, how you, how you may not know what job you, you're supposed to take and where you're supposed to live. But if you're loving God and, and loving others, you're going to be in his will and whatever path he's got you on, that's where he wants you. And so I got, comfort, I, I felt comfortable about FCA. And after talking with Micah that day and hearing more about what it looks like to be inside of FCA, I said, man, this is where I need to be. Like Jesus and sports, you put those together. I'm, I'm game on. I'm, I love, I love Jesus. I love sports. This is the job for me. And I can't wait to, to see what this looks like in the school year come next month. Dude, I love that so much. That is awesome. And I'm, you are definitely called to that because you can see it, man, just the way you encourage people in the way uh, you know the word. And, and that's a big thing, too. Like, dude, I, I mean, I, I would say right now my, my ministry is the game of basketball, like, you know, yeah. being in the basketball community, playing and, you know, being able to talk to people, minister to people through that. And, and man, I would say the biggest quality, like, maybe not the biggest, like, a big quality that I believe you need to have um, if you are going to do ministry is like you've got to know the word and you've got to saturate it in your heart and it's very obvious that you're doing that. So, yeah, um, man, I appreciate that, bro. It's so it's so important to do that too. And you, like you just said, man, you've got to know it because 
if you've got to share the word with somebody and you don't know it, that's going to be a hard task for you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this morning, let me, let me grab this bad boy. Like this morning I was reading and, uh, man, I, I read this and it, it stuck out to me so much. Uh, it's Isaiah 48, not 48, but 40 dot dot eight. Uh, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. And man, that hit me so hard. I just began to realize, you know, man, everything in this world, materials, um, you know, possessions, uh, status, money, like all of it is going to fade away, but the word of God stands forever. And like, man, it's like, why are we not going to invest in what's going to be eternal? You know, so that's truth, man. That's so true. You're right. That's what this earth is for, man. It's so temporary, but we have a, a purpose to live out. And you're right. The grass withers, flowers fade, but man, his love endures forever. Got to tell more people about that. Yeah, for sure. Spencer, brother, it has been fun having you on the pod. Um, this is just a very small glimpse of like what our conversations are like each day. <laughs> like, um, And uh, man, I'm just happy that you were able to come on and encourage um, the people listening and I know that someone's going to be impacted uh, by the episode. So, Dude, I appreciate you having me on. This is a blessing to be on the On God's Time podcast. I've, like I said before, man, I've watched several episodes of this and I've been looking forward to this, man. And so I'm super thankful that we got to do this today, bro. Me too, man. Me too. Well, all right, brother. I will see you later and we will put this out for people to see. <laughs> awesome, bro. That sounds great, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. All right, bud. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful.